you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, December the 30th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one is the T.A. newcomer. Sure, he played 16 years in the NFL, but he's a rookie around here. He's the pride of the Panthers. He's the former Walter Payton Man of the Year. He leads the picks and predictions game, but his lead has narrowed to two. With two weeks to go in the regular season, he's holding on to a precious but precarious lead. Will he be like the Vikings and the Giants and barely hold on to that lead? Or will he be like the Raiders and the Ravens and blow it in spectacular fashion? Either way, it's going to be good. He's Thomas Davis Sr. Welcome back, TD. Hey, thank you for having me. I am the man. I am the myth. I am in the lead. Hey. Well, you will you will be the myth if the lead evaporates here in the next two weeks, but you are definitely the man for now. Voice number two is a mashup of three lovely melodies. One from her birthplace of Washington Heights, New York. Another unmistakable refrain from her beloved Miami. And a third summoned from deep within her Dominican roots. She is the host of NFL Total Access, the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. She is MJ Acosta Ruiz. Welcome back, MJ. Oh, Drew, it's our last one of the year of 2022 I know. I know I know i am your host nfl network senior writer andrew levy and my voice well you can hear it my voice is a little the worse for wear these days but the playoffs wait for no man and no illness so let's get to it on this show cynthia freeland has stat projections for josh allen josh jacobs and terry mclaurin and if you made your fantasy finals those are numbers that you need you'll also want adam rank's fantasy advice for the championship round which may include some players to start that you hadn't thought of, but you may want to consider. After all, every point counts in the finale. We've got NFL game point totals to share in a battle of L.A., the Vikings and Packers, and also that Niners-Raiders matchup without Derek Carr. We are getting a special visit from Steelers Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee Cam Hayward. And of course, we have picks and predictions for every remaining Week 17 game. But first, this. Prescott back, looking left. Throwing it in the back of the end zone for Schultz. What a grab! Touchdown, Dalton Schultz! his second touchdown of the night. Thursday night football in Nash Vegas. Final score, Cowboys 27, Titans 13. Okay, guys, two more picks from Dak Prescott. He also had Mm -hmm. a lost fumble. Zeke, in the absence of Tony Pollard, had 19 carries for an average of 1.9 yards per tote. Dalton Schultz, as you heard, the offensive star of the show, two TD receptions on the night for him. I don't know what my question here is, guys. The Cowboys still have outside hopes for an NFC East title and maybe even that number one overall seed. 
in the NFC. But based on what we are seeing lately, my hopes for the Cowboys are getting thinner by the week. MJ, am I over-worrying and overstating? I don't think you are from my account, although uh, Dak Prescott certainly thinks the rest of us are. I, I think he said after the after the game that all of those things only matter for those people who think games are won on paper. It's not about them being on paper. It's about them being in the postseason against some of the toughest uh, defenses and really, really stout teams out there. This is a concern. They, they, they have to have the ball protection. They have to be as disciplined as possible to make a deep playoff run. That is the the little wrinkle there that that concerns me for the Cowboys. This team to me looked like a, a one and done football team. I just mm-hmm. think that with all of the turnovers that that Dak Prescott is having, we know how talented he is. We know how talented Pollard is in the running back um, position, and we know how talented C.D. Lamb is. It's just uh, I cannot find a single game that they haven't had multiple turnovers in, and that's the biggest problem for this football team because they're not playing against the upper echelon talent in the NFC right now, like they're going to be in the playoffs. Let's talk about a potential playoff matchup against the Bucs. I keep going back to this because I think this is very likely in our future. As I said, no, Andrew, you are wrong. (laughs) Okay. I know exactly where TD is going with this. We all know where TD is going with this. Let's hold that thought TD, because I think you may be absolutely right. Look, the Cowboys still have an outside shot at the NFC East division title. And with it would come either a one, a two, or a three seed. However, they are very likely stuck there in five. I cannot see the Eagles losing both of their last two games, even if Jalen Hurts can't go. We will get to that in a moment. So Cowboys likely will keep that fifth wildcard seed, the top of the three wildcard seed based on their record. Now that would put them in a away scenario in the wildcard round of the playoffs against the winner of the NFC South. Now let's bring in TD's bravado because he does not believe that that will be the Bucs. He believes that it will be the Panthers. But TD, I'll turn to you. Whether it is the Bucs or the Panthers, would you double down on what you just said, which is that you see a Dallas Cowboys team that smells like a one-and-done scenario? I still believe that, even with how bad the NFC South has been, especially when my Panthers are the team that's going to be facing the Cowboys, because they are a team that's built to run the football, and the Cowboys' strength right now is getting after the quarterback. And they're not going to be in a in a position where they're passing the ball a whole bunch in Carolina. They're going to play smash mouth football and they're running it right at you, which I think in terms takes away some of that ability that that Dallas Cowboys defense has. And if you are a football team that can that can make the Cowboys one dimensional, which the Carolina Panthers have proven that they can do with football teams, it can be a tough out for them. I think that the only team that worries me that is making the Dallas Cowboys one dimensional is the Dallas Cowboys. MJ, we have talked for a couple of weeks now that the Kellen Moore led Dallas Cowboys offense. Yes, Dak Prescott leads that attack, but Kellen Moore is pulling the strings. He is calling the plays. And we have said time and time again that this is a team that probably would be better off going back to the very modified, simple approach that they took when Cooper Rush was out there in relief of Dak Prescott during Dak Prescott's injury. Let's put a hopeful note as the last note on this conversation, MJ. Give Cowboys fans a reason to believe that they will not be one and done, as TD suggests, that they actually are built, if they do it right, for a long, potentially very long run in the playoffs. Can you find a reason to give Cowboys fans hope? I mean, there's certainly plenty of reason for them to be hopeful and confident. I mean, all season long, we've been talking about how we want to see them be physical, but with that comes getting back to the basics, right? Just play this straight, do the basics of what you know you can do well and what cripples your opponents, both defensively and offensively. I was really happy with CeeDee Lamb last night, a 100-yard uh, game for him. Um, Zeke, of course, getting in there as well. But you, you have to remember that you can't do the most this time of year. The more you try to do with, with guys already exhausted um, and banged up towards the end of the season, trying to, to, to really have some longevity here in the playoffs, just, just stick to the basics 
and get back to that true essence of what we know this team can do. So there's plenty of hope for the Cowboys. They just can't get in their own way. Cowboys finish week 18 on the road against my Washington Commanders. That game will have significance for the Cowboys. It may or may not have significance for the Commanders based on what happens this week. We'll get to those scenarios in a moment. The Titans, of course, are fully focused now, as they may have been before kickoff yesterday, fully focused on the week 18 game in Duval taking on the Jags. The winner of that game will win the AFC South and get the fourth seed and get a home playoff game that goes with it. We will talk about that when it's time to do so. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast, Andrew Levy with MJ Acosta Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. What do we offer? Friday answers to Sunday and Monday questions like who wins? How do they win? What's the score? Are you ready, guys? Get your picks ready. Ready. I'm ready. Here we go. Cards. Falcons. Game number one. Atlanta is at home. They are favored by five and a half. This is a game that, in terms of playoff scenario, lacks significance. However, if you look at draft order, there is plenty of significance. If you look at how teams trend toward the end of the season, it is always significant how you finish how you perform, coaching jobs are on the line, starting jobs are on the line. People are trying out at every position to keep their job in that position. Let's start with you, MJ. Cards, Falcons, who wins it? How do they do it? This is one of those matchups that actually makes it a little bit more difficult to pick a, a true winner when you have a 5-10 and 10 team and a 4-11 and 11 team in week 17 of the season, right? Um, I think this was one of those toss-ups for me, and I ended up leaning on the Cardinals. I even surprised myself in that one, 17-14, um, the final score. For whatever reason, I feel like the way the Falcons have played um, as of late was less convincing to me than the Cardinals, who were just a couple points away from from beating the Bucks last week. So J.J. Watt's penultimate game is a win for the Cardinals yeah. in Week 17. So says MJTD. Who do you have winning this game? What's the score? I have the Cardinals also winning this game because I've watched enough of the Falcons play this year, and I know that. They are a football that's very inconsistent at best. My score was a little off. You know, I, I kind of put my score in very late. But it, I had 27, but I'm giving the Cardinals 20 points um, to Atlanta 16. Cards 20, Falcons 16. It's a win for both MJ and TD to Arizona on the road in Atlanta. That is an upset alert from both of you. Next game, Bears-Lions. We know where Adam Rank falls in this. Detroit is favored by six at home. The Lions need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. They also need to avoid a commander's win while they get a win. The question, TD, do they get the win they so desperately need? I say yes. The Lions do get the win that they need, and they're going to do it in a very close fashion I have the Lions winning this game 21 to 20 because of their inability to stop the run. A razor thin one point margin for TD with the Lions beating the Bears. They are six point favorites. TD says it'll be a lot closer than that. MJ, how do you see it going down? I have the Lions as well, but I, I'm, I'm giving them more than a score. 28 to 20, the final score here for the Lions. They've won three of their last four. They took an L last week, but I think they do get back on the win column. I, I think it would be so poetic to just see the Lions somehow continue this run that we've seen in the, in the back half of the season. Um, maybe... We're, we're getting a second serving of that Kool-Aid that a lot of us were drinking off of the hard knocks in um, in, in preseason uh, this year. But it, it's been an incredible ride for this Lions team. And I, I think they can end the season on, on a high note. They've turned things around seven and eight. Come on, Detroit. Let's go. I'm kind of with you on that. Come on, Detroit. Let's go. They were a great story for the first half of the season. Now they are turning into a team that is every bit as good as their story. Man, a playoff position at the end of all this would be the perfect ending to this story. Time will tell. Hopes remain alive. Next game, Jags and Texans. It is an AFC South encounter between the suddenly unstoppable Jacksonville Jags with Trevor Lawrence and the suddenly dangerous two-win Houston Texans. Jags are favored by three. TD, who wins it? How do they do it? I have the Jags winning this game because they're a hot football team, but it's going to come down to the end. But I think Jaguars are going to end up scoring a late touchdown that's going to give them a double-digit lead. But it's not going to be a double-digit game. 
So I have the Jags winning this game 31 to 20. I love the game script analysis uh, from TD on that one. MJ, how do you see this one playing out? You know, TD, Rank, and I all went with the Texans last week, and we were all right. They got the dub. Not going with the Texans this week. I think the Jaguars um, have finally started to figure it out, and they are a much stronger, uh, better team than the Texans here. This matchup is just not great for Houston. I have the Jaguars winning 22-17. to 17. Next game, Broncos and Chiefs at Arrowhead. Kansas City, a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. That's the biggest line of the week in the NFL. The Chiefs do have something to play for. Of course, they have to win to keep their hopes of getting the number one overall seed in the AFC alive. They have had that number one overall seed in the AFC for four straight years. Will they make it five? That depends on what the Bills do, but it certainly starts with them. MJ, what do they do? Do they beat the Broncos? And if so, what's the score? I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I thought the 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 line was actually a little higher in terms of the, of the Chiefs here. I have them winning 35 to 20. If we learned anything from last week's molly whopping of, of the Broncos over at SoFi Stadium, um, you can't trust that offense. And I mean, I can't see a scenario where they be the Chiefs. Two notable parts about MJ's prediction, a 15 point win for the Chiefs and the word Molly whopping TD who wins it. How do they do it? I have the chiefs winning this game also in a 30 to 14 fashion. So similar, similar, very similar. Are you guys sitting next to each other in the back of class? One pot away from one. <laughs> when we made our picks. We were a thousand miles away from each other. I know. Next game. We'll have some passion involved passion in the form of Homer passion from MJ Acosta Ruiz. Oh, it is the dolphins. And the Patriots, it is in Foxborough, and the Patriots are two and a half point favorites. Now, this is the Teddy B game, we can call it. Both mm -hmm. teams are guaranteed a playoff spot if they win out. Only one team can do it. Obviously, they face each other this week. MJ, I'm going to let you sit on this one. TD, give me your pick first. Who wins this game? How do they do it? I'm sorry, MJ, but I have the Patriots winning this game 20 to 14. If Tua Tagovailoa was, if he was there, I would absolutely pick the Dolphins. But I just think the inconsistencies that happen with this offense, with, with Tua not being in the lineup, makes a huge difference and I I just know that Bill Belichick is going to have a game plan for whoever is that quarterback I just know that Belichick is going to have a game plan and, and I'm sorry MJ the, the Patriots are going to win this 20 to 14. Well I will say this 20 to 14 says TD I'll say this for MJ I'm putting words in your mouth MJ and you can always correct me but the thing that I know MJ feels good about is that yes the Miami Dolphins offense may be inconsistent depending on casting but at least they have an offense the Patriots do not. MJ who wins this game how do they do it? Yeah I mean the Finns come into this game still with the fifth uh, total offense in the league. And I think if, if Teddy Bridgewater can just same thing, I told the uh, Cowboys don't do the most find Tyreek, find Waddle, hand it off. If you need to, man, I think the dolphins can and will get this win 21 to 15, by the way, TD, it wasn't just you. My own dad picked against my fins, although we know he's a bills fan, but he did pick the Patriots. to win this game, so I'm like alone on this Island here um, for my team. Gosh, and to your point, if they would hand the ball to Raheem Mostert, then that would change everything. But 100%. they don't do it. They don't give him the football. It blows my mind. It blows my mind how they don't utilize the backfield more than they should, especially given who their head coach is and his connection and success with the running backs there. Why did you bring is him? Is a joke on me? I don't know. I you, know like what he, you know what he's capable of. You were, mm -hmm. you were with him in San France with both of those guys in San mm -hmm. France, and you do not give them the football. You've seen them run up to run up yardage over and yeah. over again, but yet you still don't give them the ball. It makes no sense. MJ. I hope they get back to that run because, man, after four straight losses, do the Dolphins need both of these wins and desperately, more so than at any other point in this season. Can you imagine – what a run game would do yes. with those wide receivers on the outside. I, I could. We're so close. 
Why can't we have nice things? A little bit of context, obviously, for what MJ and TD are talking about. The head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, was, of course, the run coordinator under Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco for the 49ers. A 49ers rushing attack, which was not just effective, but it was dynamic. It was elusive. It was unpredictable. It was dynamic. I said dynamic twice. Why? <laughs> because it was so dynamic. And we are not seeing that translate not yet anyway, in Miami with Jeff Wilson, with Raheem Mostert, both of whom played for Mike McDaniel in San Francisco. So you can see the incredulity amongst all of us. Why are we not seeing it happen in aqua and orange? That's a question that remains to be answered. We'll see if maybe this is the week they commit to the run. Next game, Colts and Giants. The Giants are at home. They are favored by five and a half. The Giants can clinch a playoff spot, a playoff spot that I think even most hopeful Giants fans would have doubted as a possibility before the season began. And yet here we stand. The Giants can clinch their spot in the playoffs with a win. Do they get it, MJ? And what's the score? I think they do. I have Giants winning this one 25 to 20. This is as close as they've been in such a long time. I want to see them play the way they played at the beginning of the year. What happened after all these bye weeks to all these teams this season? Come on, G-Men. Been doing so well. I think they can turn this around. It's been a tough stretch but down down the stretch here in the last two regular season games, um, especially, I, I think, against this Colts team, they should be able to get this stuff. TD, I think that Brian Dayball sews up the Coach of the Year award win hmm. with a win this week. Do they get it? What's the score? They absolutely are going to get this win. And, and I want this win for Daniel Jones. I want this win for all of the coaches that have put in so much hard work to get to the point that they are as head coaches in this league. And I want to lost for Jeff Saturday so bad because he didn't earn the right to be the head coach of this football team. So the Giants have to absolutely win this game and they're going to do so 23 to 17, Andrew. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect, flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. My guests today, as every Friday, MJ Acosta-Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. Going back and forth with picks and predictions, scores included. But we interrupt the picks and predictions game to bring you point totals for three Week 17 games and stat projections for three Week 17 stars from Cynthia Freeland. Send a win. Take the mic. Monday night. Huge matchup. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Let's go with the Bills, kid. Will Josh Allen have more than 253 and a half passing yards? He will. Yes, I love this. Why? Because this is a career year for Josh Allen in terms of downfield passes. Those are 10-plus air yard attempts where he has a 113 passer rating. Again, his career best. And what do the Bengals give up against such passes? Well, they average nine air yards per attempt allowed. So that's an interesting note because that's third highest in the NFL. So I think in a game that's going to be closely contested, Mm -hmm. back and forth, through the air, more than 253? more. I'm so excited for that one. All right, let's go to the Raiders. They've had a week, man. Rough. Derek Carr is out. Jarrett Stidham is in. You think we see a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs, right? Do you see him having more than 65 and a half yards? Well, I feel like we should just ask his coach who said he needs to have all of the carries, Ah. basically. So, yes, I have 77 rush yards forecast for him along with a touchdown against this very, very stingy Niners defense. But here's the thing. Jacobs has generated 186 rushing yards overexpected inside the tackles. So... I understand that that's not the best place to handle the Niners because, what, 56.7% of the tackles have been against them there, one runners. But, again, this one comes down to volume, and sometimes volume works. So I can see that. I wish I would have had that volume last week in the fantasy (laughs) championship, but nevertheless. Finally, the Commanders will have Carson Wentz back at QB this week. Does this mean that Scary Terry is going to have more than 57.5 receiving yards? I don't. Yes, it's going to be more, 57 and a half is too low. I have about 62 yards right. forecast for him with five receptions. It's not the highest game you've seen from Scary mm-hmm. Terry all season. Notice those two little letters that mean six points are not following that projection. <laughs> no TD for him. But if you're looking at McLaurin, it's all about his receiving yards over expected. So basically, not only does he make improbable catches, but also his rushing yards that he earns after he catches a ball or yards after contact, or however you want to describe that. He's really making more happen. So, yes, I do think it's going to be more than 60, but I don't think it's going to be one of those games where it's like a touchdown and all. It, it, that, right. that one's a little dicey for me. All right, so we're just bringing more reality, a dose of reality with little the bit. numbers. All bit. right, so let's start with Green Bay, where the 12-3 and three Vikings are the underdogs against the Packers. Do you see over or under 48 and a half points in this matchup? Well, I just double-checked it because you remember Lambeau, it feels cold. Mm-hmm. But I have more than 48 and a half points. I have 50 points. I have the wow. Packers winning this one 27 to 23. Remember, the Vikings don't have as much to play for, and the Packers are kind of getting hot at the right time. Alan Lazard, the deep ball, Randall Cobb. Like, we even see you know, a 17-year tight end vet score <laughs> some touchdowns last no. week. So, crazy. Except for pride. Pride, they're always playing for us. And all right, how about the Raiders hosting the 49ers? It's been a rough week in Las Vegas. I know you had to go back and redo your projections oh, after like a million the Derek Carr news. So over under 42 and a half. Tear up the whole model and right. figure the Throw whole out. thing out. So I had fewer than that. I have 41 points oh in this, 24 to 17, a Niners win. The run game forecast to be very important for both teams, which slows the pace of the game down. And also that Niners defense, like yeah. one of those scores – could be up 100%. Six. Like, this is not a, like, if you have the San Francisco defense and you're still playing fantasy, but like, lots and lots of shares of that San Francisco defense. I love that. For you guys still playing fantasy. All right. Final, <laughs> finally, the battle of Los Angeles, the Rams and the Chargers at SoFi, over under 42 and a half points in. I, I have significantly more in this. 26 <laughs> to 20 means 46 points. Chargers win this one by six. But I do think the Rams score enough to get that point total up above the number. When I'm looking at this one, I think that Austin Eckler touchdown is a nice one, but also Cam Akers. So both running backs in this one, two running back scores. Like, that's going to be good for your – maybe you can play daily fantasy on that one. I mean, the Ramley put up a 50-burger just last week. You know? Give us the points. We want them all. Thank you, Cynthia. We interrupt this podcast to bring you fantasy championship round advice from the purveyor of fantasy hot sauce, Adam Rank. If you made your championship round, chances are pretty good that you have an airtight plan for your roster heading in 
to the weekend. But if, like me, you don't, you may want to consider starting a player you never would have considered starting. Yes, even at the final hurdle, Adam Rank. Take the mic, shock the world. This is where I live because my name is Adam Rank and I am the purveyor of the fantasy hot sauce. And this year at the quarterback position, we have given you guys like Mike White, Sam Darnold, Mm -hmm. Danny Dimes, but nobody has exemplified the spirit of the hot sauce like my guy, Brock Purdy, who is the mild selection, who has worked himself up from the El Diablo to a guy that you have to start each and every week. He has thrown eight touchdown passes this season. The most since a guy you've never heard of named Tom Owen. And here's the thing. He's going up against a Las Vegas team that is in disarray. A team that has found a way to take a bad situation and make it even worse. So we are going to be starting my guy, Brock Purdy. Mild. All right. Okay. Let's get, oh, that was a good touch. Oh, Let's get, get spicy. Again, back Fox. this summer, when we are drafting running backs like Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb, little did we know that the guy who was going to lead us to fantasy gold was Tyler Algier of the Atlanta Falcons. A lot of people had no idea. He was still on the waiver wire. As, as late as a week ago, because you have not been listening to the hot sauce, but those it. who did have the wherewithal to add him to their roster will win a championship this week because he's going up against the Arizona Cardinals, who've given up the most fantasy points over the last month to running backs. I like oh, that. Three of yeah. them. Okay. I got to look. I cut him twice, Rank. DJ wow. Chark. <laughs> DJ Chark this week. I know you didn't come into this season again thinking that you were going to be starting DJ Chark. But listen, over the last couple of weeks, has really shown a lot of chemistry with Jared Goff. Now, last week, was I on this stage referring to Jared Goff as an indoor cat? I was. I was. And I can admit, if I make a mistake, and that's fine. But he has got a good matchup this week. I don't want to go on too much about it because who they're playing. But DJ Chark is a, is a great option. And to just show my impartiality, the fact that I cannot be impugned, I am going to advocate El Diablo, Romeo Dubs, as in he will deliver a dub. And to show you how magnanimous I am, I tell you, not only is he a former member of the Wolf Pack, he is also a Green Bay Packer, but none of that matters because he is going up against that Minnesota alleged defense this week that has given up the most production to wide receivers over the course of the season. So if you are struggling at the wide receiver position, you start Romeo Dubs, and that, my friends, was the hot sauce. We get back to game picks, score predictions for week 17 now with MJ Acosta Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. Okay, guys, next game, New Orleans Saints on the road to take on the NFC top seed, but suddenly vulnerable Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is favored by five and a half at home. Not a surprise there, but the news out of Philadelphia is that Jalen Hurts' game status remains doubtful. Gardner Minshew may go back in the game for his second straight start. The number one seed in the NFC can be sewn up with a win. Do they get it, MJ? What's the score? I got Eagles taking this one 30 to 25. I think Gardner Minshew, despite the loss last week, still threw for 355 yards and three touchdowns. He's capable of not messing this run up <laughs> uh, for the Eagles or dropping um, that home field advantage that they really, they they super need it, especially given that Jalen Hurts is probably going to be back for the playoffs. They want to set things up as beautifully as possible for QB1 TD. MJ, I am so surprised that you are giving the Saints 25 points. <laughs> that is the most shocking thing that I've ever heard. You generous. <laughs> 25 points to this Saints offense. Um, I, I couldn't do it, MJ. I, I applaud you for being <laughs> bold, but I have the, the Eagles winning this game 27 to 14. I, I know Garner Minshew, um, he threw a 
a, a few interceptions, but the big losses in that game were the fumbles that they had at the running back spot. A lot of people are going to point to Minshew's interceptions as being the problem, but if they don't fumble the ball all of those times that they fumble that football, then they still win that game against Dallas. So I'm going to say that the Eagles are going to bounce back. They're going to beat the Saints 27 to 14. A 13 point win for TD, a five point win for MJ. In either case, it is a sewn up top seed in the NFC for the Philadelphia Eagles, no matter who plays at quarterback. So says MJ Acosta Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. Great news for Philly fans. Next game, the NFC South, the Panthers and the Bucks, TD's Panthers and TB's Bucks. The Bucks are favored by three and a half points at home. They clinch the division with a win. I have a sense that I know where Thomas Davis Sr. is going with his pick. I'm going to turn to you first, MJ, because you are behind Thomas Davis Sr. in the overall standings all season long. As we head into week 17, you are behind by a scant, a thin, razor-thin margin of only two games. You know that TD is going to pick the Panthers. You know it. I know it. Everybody listening knows it. Will you pick the Bucks and hope to make up ground? MJ, who wins it, how do they do it? The gag is, had I listened to TD and his Panther picks earlier in the season, I'd probably be closer, if not tied with him. So I'm not making that mistake again. And I am picking the Panthers to win this game, 21-17. to 21-17. Oh, TD, that's got to put a smile on your face. What you got, bud? I Listen, I have my Panthers winning this game. Very, very close score to MJ, 21-18. Crazily, eerily uh, close. But I've just been watching this Bucks team, and just as the season has gone on, they have slowly, slowly, slowly become a worse and worse football team. And you would think as the season goes on, you would see football teams getting better. And that's what you're seeing from the Carolina Panthers. They're figuring out ways to win football games. They're staying committed to what they do and running the football, stopping the run, forcing teams to be one-dimensional defensively and trying to take the football away. This Tampa Bay football team has no identity right now. They have a ton of good players, but I just think that Tom Brady is in a position right now where he's getting ready to reconnect with his old offensive coordinator down in Las Vegas for his last run. Right. Don't push back on a lot of games. You know this, guys. This is my pushback for you. Is it? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not have a definition in the way that we know what you mean, Thomas mm-hmm. Davis. You're absolutely right. They don't. And yet they have a man who is capable of putting definition, capable of putting his signature stroke on a moment, on a drive, on a game. He will do it again as much as it maddens Bills fans and Jets fans and Dolphins fans all these years and as much as it will madden you Thomas Davis Sr. Tom Brady will put definition on this game when it matters most. Bucks take the win, but what do I know? Next Andrew, game Brown. Andrew, we do we cannot move on to the Browns game, sir. You would be the first person that I will call when we win this game. I just <laughs> you know that. You told me that you are 100% and you will not be 100% after Sunday because Vita Bay is out of this game. The Panthers absolutely run their football better. They are running their football better than any team in the NFL right now. And I just feel like, and I know that the Tampa Bay defense has been struggling stopping the run. What is that formula? It's a formula for a Panthers win, brother. So I will be calling you. So answer the phone. I'm going to check on you and the family first. But then after that, it's all about the Panthers. (laughs) I love this. I love this. Listen, for the sake of my ego, I hope I'm right. For the sake of our friendship, I hope that you are right. I don't have a horse in that race. So, hey, we'll see what happens. But in the end, it was a four-point win. 21-17 for MJ, a three-point win, 21-18 for TD. Next game, Browns, Commanders. My Washington Commanders are at home. They are favored by one and a half, but that is a razor-thin margin to be favored by at home. In some ways, the odds makers are telling us that they favored the Browns in this game. The Washington Commanders are guaranteed to make the playoffs if they win out. They would have to beat the Browns in Week 17. They would have to beat the Cowboys at home in Week 18. The Washington Commanders are eliminated with a loss and a Lions and Packers win. That's a lot of what-ifs. So let's just get to the game. 
what happens in this game. TD, you get the first shot at it. Browns, Commanders, who wins it and how? Andrew, I'm going to be all the way honest and as transparent as I know how to be when I say this. There's nothing more that I want for my old coach, Coach Ron Rivera, than to win this game and solidify a spot in the playoffs with the way that the season has gone for this Commanders football team on and off the field. But I just feel like the Commanders figure out ways to to mess up good things. Like MJ talked about earlier, they don't like nice things. And I want it to be in a fashion that they have to make a change with their defensive coordinator. So mm-hmm. I've been very adamant about a decision needing to be made at that spot. But I just think that the Browns are going to figure out a way to win this game 20 to 16 in part of the reason they're making the move to move on from Taylor Heineke, who the team absolutely loves and the guys believe in. I just think that that's a bad move for them right now in this situation. A bad move for the commanders to turn to Carson Wentz in place of Taylor Heineke, who I believe is 5-3-1 and one as a starter for Washington TD. I'm with you on there. You've put Jack Del Rio on blast. Let's put MJ Acosta-Ruiz on blast now. MJ, who wins it? What's the score? Yeah, I was I was a little thrown off with the whole benching of, of, of Heine because, you know, I'm, I'm a big Taylor Heineke fan. Um, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with your commanders here. I have the commanders winning 20 to 15. Some folks might think it'll be a, a bit more disparaging here, but um, I, I also want this pretty badly for, for Coach Rivera. Um, and when the commanders are coming in with the fourth total defense, I think they have some work to do on the defensive side of the ball, and hopefully Carson can keep the keep the offense on track. But I think they'll do it. I love where your mind's at. Not so much where yours is at, TD. Let's move on. Next game, Niners and Raiders in Las Vegas. The Niners are a road favorite by nine and a half. Not a lot of respect going the way of Las Vegas, but you can understand why. One, their record. Two, their recent form. Three, the fact that Jarrett Stidham now starts in place of Derek Carr. And he does so in spite of the fact that the Raiders' playoff hopes remain alive. Narrow? Yes, very narrow. 1.9% chance of making the playoffs, according to Cynthia Freeland. TD, do the Raiders keep their playoff hopes alive, shock the world, beat the Niners at home with Jarrett Stidham under center, or do the Niners do what the Niners do and run this team off the board? It's very clear that the Raiders are getting ready for the offseason. Like I just talked about, they're going to try to Wu Tom Brady to come finish his season there. They're going to lose this game 24 to 7. This Niners defense is the real deal. And you cannot go into a football game and roll out a quarterback that has literally not very much NFL experience than Jared Stidham. I know he played well at Auburn. He did a really good job for the Tigers football team, but this is the NFL, and this is one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL that he's going to be facing. They have a ton of weapons. Listen, I love what Josh Jacobs has done this season. We've all been able to witness what Devontae Adams has been able to do his whole whole career, including his first year with the Raiders, but this defense is going to be too much for this kid. Yeah, you almost you almost wince. I think I'm going to be watching this game through my hands because I worry about Jared Stidham making this start, his first start this season against this Niners team. Uh, Josh McDaniels described the move to bench Derek Carr and to put Jarrett Stidham in something along the lines of a fact-finding mission to see what we have in Jarrett Stidham. But I think, MJ, do you agree with me? TD, I'd want you to sound off on this too. As far as I'm concerned, it seems very clear that Derek Carr will not be wearing a black and silver uniform next year. The market, if we believe what we're hearing for Derek Carr is active. It is going to be dynamic. There are 10 to 15 teams who may be interested in making a move for Derek Carr. And if you are the Raiders brass, you are not putting him out there and risk injury when you know that you have an asset that is going to get you draft picks for the years to come based on the market that we are hearing for Derek Carr here in a couple of weeks. Am I overthinking that, MJ, or does that sound about right? I don't think you're overthinking it at all. For me, this was almost a slap in the face to Derek Carr and what he's done for the organization and the fact that the troubles they've had this year don't fall squarely on his shoulders. Yes, look, there have been issues offensively with ball uh, protection, sure, but this is an all 
Derek's fault, nor do I think he is the biggest issue um, with what's been going on with the Raiders this season. So I think to put him not just as, not even as QB2, but not even there, that that was almost disrespectful to me. And if that's not a clear enough message um, to anyone who's paying attention of, of what's to come, the, the writing could not be clearer. It's actually a neon sign on the wall. Um, at this point in terms of, of, of how they're, they're looking at Derek Carr. So I don't think you're overstating that enough. And in terms of the matchup, I thought that Josh liked Jared Stidham. Like I thought that was his boy, but he's putting him up against the likes of, of, of Nick Bosa and this 49ers offense. That's me. No, like anybody, apparently my dad. A very stiff challenge facing Jarrett Stidham this week. He is at home, but man, as you said, this is the number one ranked total defense in the NFL. MJ, does defense win the day? Who wins this game and how do they do it? I mean, they're going to win it at at every level and add another notch. It's been eight in a row. They'll get number nine. Uh, The 49ers will 30 to 21. TD, I want to turn back to you now. With regards to the Derek Carr story, I think that there are a lot of teams like our commanders. I know that you are you identify as a Panther, but you did spend a season in Washington, Burgundy, and Gold. And I of course, yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, you have some affection, some great affection in history with Ron Rivera. I think that Washington Commanders are like a lot of teams that if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. That's the old line. Mm. And I have a feeling that the Derek Carr interest in D.C. will be high. I think that Washington will not be alone in that. Again, I am hearing anywhere from 10 to 15 teams in the NFL would be interested in making a move for Derek Carr. Depends on his price tag. Do you see a place like D.C. TD as a good fit for the other D.C. Derek Carr? I absolutely see D.C. being a perfect fit for Derek Carr, but I also see Carolina being a great fit for him as well. But back to your D.C. fit, I I just know that Derek Carr has a lot to offer the game, especially at the quarterback position. He's a passionate player. He loves what he does. He loves his teammate, which which he's been very vocal about. You know, he's talked about what he's with his guys go out and play with. And and he was extremely passionate, extremely emotional. And for me as a player, when I see my quarterback going out and, and having that kind of, of, of compassion and, and, and care for, for his teammates, it makes me want to play harder as a defensive player for a guy like that. And I just know that any team in this league would love to have a quarterback at the spot like that. And I know like people have to understand, Derek Carr played well under the old scheme that he was in. But now he's having to learn a new offense. He have, and he's having to do it with, other than Devontae, Adams, most of his other starting supporting cast being out for most of the year. You know, they were able to develop a running game with Josh Jacobs, but Hunter Renfro missed a majority of the season. And another guy that they depended on in a huge way, Darren Waller, he missed most of the season. So if you don't have those weapons that you expected to have and that you went out and worked with in the offseason around you, then you're going to have to improvise and you're learning a new system and you're not learning the different nuances of, of what takes place when certain things happen within games. And you're playing in one of the toughest football football divisions in all of football. So it's going to be extremely tough for a guy like Derek Carr to make that transition and do it under a new head coach. So I don't think that there's an issue with Derek Carr at all. And like you talked about, Andrew, he's going to find a new home and he's going to do it in a big way with the organization making that decision, you know, not to put him out there in harm's way. I think that really speaks to is Derek Carr moving on to a new new place. But what it does to a guy that make a decision to come play with his former college quarterback, now there is the problem. I think that there is going to be a lot of noise this offseason with Devontae Adams because mm-hmm. he made the decision to go play for the Raiders because Derek Carr had a long-term contract and he felt like he was going to get to play with his college quarterback in literally at least four or five years. Yeah, that's exactly right. They brought him in because they wanted to capitalize on the shorthand, on the chemistry that these two had established so long ago. It looked later in the season as if they were recapturing that vibe. And now, of course, everything is thrown to the wind. Time will tell who is the starting quarterback long-term for the Las Vegas Raiders. Time will tell where Derek Carr spends 2023. More to come on that as we know more.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. Next game, Jets-Seahawks in Seattle. The Jets a road favorite by one and a half. Mike White will be the starting quarterback. The Jets need to win. They will be eliminated from the playoff picture with a loss. The Seahawks are eliminated with a loss and a Commanders win or a loss and a Lions and Packers win. Lots of scenarios in play there, but the message to both teams is clear. Jets, you need to win. Seahawks, you need to win. MJ, who gets the win? Mike White, let's go. I got the Jets winning this one 24 to 19 on top of the fact that he has been ready to go even with a broken rib or bruised rib, whatever he had. The Seahawks have been really disappointing in the back half of the season. Um, I think the Jets will go out there and get this stuff. TD, do you agree who wins it? How do they do it? I agree that the, that the Jets are going to win this game 24 to 21. The Seahawks started out surprisingly hot as a football team. And just as the season has gone on, they've kind of fizzled out. You know, I think they kind of reached their peak once um, Kenneth Walker got injured or banged up. Teams figured out their formula. They figured out a way to stop them. But this Jets team defense is a team that's motivated. They're eager to go out and show that they can capitalize and and, and take advantage of this playoff spot. And I think that they are a team to be reckoning with, with Mike White at the quarterback spot. We've seen what, what the quarterback position can look like for the Jets, but it has to be done by Mike White. I had a similar injury as Mike White. And it took me about two to three weeks to get over having that broken rib. And once I was able to get over it, I never looked back. But it's one of those things that is the most excruciating pain that you can go through because every movement comes from that core area. But now, you know, he should be back and able to finish a game right now. The most excruciating pain that a man like Adam Rank has to go through is to pick a winner in our next game. Vikings, Packers, the NFC North. 
the Packers looking to exact some revenge for the week one loss to the Vikings that got the Vikings off to that incredibly hot start that got the Packers off to that incredibly eh start. The Packers are, in fact, favored at home by three. They have to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. MJ, do they keep their playoff hopes alive? Do they get the win? What's the score? For some reason, it's an unpopular opinion, but I'm going with the Vikings. 24 to 21 to turn this narrative around. They're a 12 and three team. The division champs play like it. I don't care who you're playing against or where in week 17, you're supposed to get this win. I think they'll do it. Okay, TD, before I get your score, I heard you earlier today. You had a little, you have a little pep talk for the Vikings. <laughs> now, MJ says that the Vikings are going to win. You actually have a three-point plan for the Vikings to get that win. Very quickly, what are the three points that you are focused on that Minnesota needs to be focused on to beat the Packers this week? First and foremost, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. Get this man the football. You have a cornerback that came out in the news this week that said that the first game that they played Minnesota, the numbers that Justin Jefferson had were a fluke. So now it's on them to go out and prove to Jair Alexander that it wasn't a fluke. Justin Jefferson is the real deal. He's going to break Calvin Johnson's record, and he's going to do it this week so that nobody has a question about it that it's – was done in 16 games and not 17 games. And I think that they are capable of getting that done. So it's going to start with Justin Jefferson. Number two, they have to do a great job of getting after Aaron Rodgers like they did in the first game. I've never seen Aaron Rodgers look so flustered and so frustrated. That D-line hit him time and time again. And when they were not hitting him without the football, they were stacking him with it. So that's one of the things that this defensive line has to do because they've been banged up in the secondary and they have a lot of dissension in their secondary. So they can't allow Aaron Rodgers to sit back in the pocket and be comfortable. And point number three, they have to do a great job of having balance. They got to get the ball to Dalvin Cook and allow him to be an intricate part of that offense to open up the passing game. If they can consistently do those three things, they're going to win this football game. So in summation, TD, I like that plan. Point number one, feed number 18, get the ball to Justin Jefferson. Point number two, terrorize number 12. Don't give Aaron Rodgers a clean pocket. And the numbers for point number three, 50 and 50, 50, 50. Keep some balance. Feed Dalvin Cook. Yes, you're going to get the ball to JJ to number 18, but don't forget to give the ball to Dalvin Cook in the backfield every once in a while. That's a good plan. Do you believe your own plan, TD? Do the Vikings win? Do they take your advice? And if so, what's the score? Sadly enough, I just don't think that they're going to be able to get to Aaron like they did in the first game. They have to get to him, but I don't think they will because somewhere along the way, the last four or five weeks, the Green Bay Packers have figured out a way of you know, having that balance that I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings need. They're running the football effectively. Aaron is getting the ball to the receivers. In particular, Kristen Watkins has been a guy that has stepped up in a big way. And I just feel like the Packers at home are going to win this game 24 to 20. And I know I'm 24 to 20 because the biggest thing with this Vikings team, if they've kept the games close, they've won the games. But this is going to be one game that's going to be close that they're not going to win because Green Bay is playing it at home outside in the cold. The Rams are playing at home, and yet they're the away team. It's the Battle of L.A. Rams and Chargers. The Chargers are favored by six and a half. They have already locked up a playoff berth, the first playoff berth in Justin Herbert's career. We are hearing that Joey Bosa may play. He's been activated from IR after that groin injury. MJ, who wins it? How do they do it? All right, Bolts, let's keep this going. All right. Don't charger it like a lot of us think you will. I think that the Chargers will get that win. 22 to 15, the final score. Seven point win for MJTD. What say you? I say the Chargers are going to win this game 24 to 18. I just feel like this is the prime time game that, that not prime time game, but a prime game for the Chargers to go and show everybody that 
they don't just go out and win games that they're not expected to win. This is a game that they're expected to win, that they have to win, that they need this momentum from winning the game like this to take over L.A. and take over SoFi Stadium and show everybody like, hey, we're not just the stepchild or the little brothers to the Rams. We are the reason why it's so fi is so fi. I love that. Next game, AFC North, Steelers and Ravens. Baltimore at home, favored by two and a half. The Steelers are not out of it yet, and they keep hopes alive to ensure Mike Tomlin's exceptional, extraordinary, astonishing run of never having had a losing season as an NFL head coach. They need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Ravens have already clinched a playoff spot. They are 10 and 5. They are currently the five seed in the AFC. For them, it is all about the seedings. I think if you ask them, they would prefer to have the five seed because they probably want to play the winner of the AFC South. It's going to be the Titans or the Jags, neither one of which is all that convincing when you compare it to Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs. All of that is pretext. MJ, who wins this game? How do they do it? I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah, there you go. But you know what? I had a little asterisk here when I sent in my game picks. It said, unless Lamar plays, it doesn't look like he's going to. Um, So I'm going to stick with my pick. Say it with my chest. 20 to 15 Steelers. 2015 Steelers. TD, what do you say, bud? I'll say MJ definitely copied my notes because I didn't pick the Steelers, but I did pick the score as 20 to 14. Oh, which is crazy, right? So I think the Ravens are going to win this football game. I had a chance to to sit back and really deep dive and watch the first game that they played. And I know Mitch Trubisky came out and he threw a bunch of interceptions. And um, I know that Kenny Pickett is going to be the starter for this game for the Steelers. But I just feel like this Steelers defense, ever since they've added Roquan Smith into the mix, has been a different defense. They played a lot different, a lot tougher um, than they did to start the season. And Tyler Huntley, can he can do just enough so that they don't lose this football game. And I love the way that the running backs for the Ravens have picked it up over the last three or four weeks. And I think ultimately they're going to be the difference in this game. TD says that the Ravens win at home 20 to 14. MJ says that the Steelers win on the road 20 to 15. What does the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award nominee Cam Hayward have to say? Well, let's hear Steve Weich, the mic is yours. Cam, thanks so much for joining us. Look, I was at the game freezing along with you last weekend, and it was just so magical with the tributes to Franco Harris. All the players for the Steelers and coaches wore his jersey in. But when they introduced you, you got to run out with that number 32 flag on the night that that number was retired. Can you just kind of tell us about all the emotion and you being the one to run out with that flag? Um, you know, I think we all knew how special uh, going into that week was for Franco. Um, you know, Franco has done so much for this organization and community. Um, and we all have personal relationships. I personally, being the longest tenured guy, had the longest relationship. And, um, you know, I just got to interact. And, and, you know, that night meant so much to so many different people um, to be the third guy uh, with his jersey retired in Pittsburgh Steelers history was huge. Um, it was long overdue. Um, and, you know, for Franco, just a couple days short, uh, you know, definitely hurt us. Uh, but we knew we had to play uh, Steeler football um, the right way to, you know, just honor his legacy. Yeah, for him to pass just a couple of days before that special night that had been in the works for months was absolutely sad. And I think you, along with the rest of your teammates, honored him the right way by having a great game. Of course, you come back and make the late rally, but your game in particular, seven tackles, two sacks, uh, three tackles for losses. I mean, what about the kind of Herculean effort that you showed to lead the way for that comeback? You know, um, hopefully it's not anything out of character for me. Um, For me, I I try to be a man of consistency and a player of consistency. Um, And, you know, that's playing with good uh, leverage, using my hands, getting off blocks. Uh, And my teammates allow me to do that. I got to make sure I, I, I dominate games and, you know, to win these games down the stretch, I got to make sure I do that. All right, Cam, big game against the Ravens this week. I mean, uh, your, your favorite opponent, I'm sure, to play. But with so much at stake for you and them not having Lamar Jackson, or even if they did, what does this game mean? 
it's everything. Um, you know, it's gut check time. We know, understand that if we want a chance to make the playoffs, we have to win these games, and it starts with the Baltimore Ravens. It's one of the more physical games on our schedule, uh, but I like it that way. Um, both teams have the same chemistry and formula for winning games, dominating the line of scrimmage, running the ball, uh, having uh, turnovers on both sides. So, you know, when you play these games, they come down to one or two plays and usually win it by three points or less. Cam, you know, you talked about consistency on the field, but the people in Pittsburgh love your consistency and kindness off the field. Congratulations on everything and appreciate you joining us. Thank you guys for having me. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with MJ Acosta Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. And our job is down to one. One job to go, one game to go. It's the Monday night game between the Bills and the Bengals. And let's be honest, if you couldn't watch any games on Sunday, as awful as that might be for you, as long as you could watch this game on Monday, I think you'd be all right. This one should be epic. The Bills on the road are favored by one and a half. It is Allen versus Burrow. It is the top seed versus the three seed in the AFC. Guys, I cannot wait for this game. The Bills are fighting to keep the top spot in the AFC. They can guarantee that top spot if they win out. They play the Patriots in week 18. Let's not look ahead. Let's look at this one. MJ Acosta Ruiz, Bills, Bengals, who wins it? How do they do it? This is going to be so good. So, so good. We got like an early playoff game essentially here. I have the Bills winning this one 26 to 24. I don't think I'd be mad if it went into overtime, but I think in regulation, we'll get the score. Um, We'll get it there. 26, 24, a close, close game says MJ. I can't imagine it's not going to be close. I think most of us would be shocked if there is a big spread in this one. TD, how do you see this one going down? Who wins it? How do they do it? I have Cincy winning this game 27 to 24, simply because it's being played in Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow is red hot right now. He's gotten Jamar Chase back going. We have Jamar Chase. You have T. Higgins. You have Tyler Boyd. Those guys are a recipe for a disaster for any defense, especially a defense that does not have the pass rush forward post as, as a guy in Von Miller in that backfield. I just feel like Joe Burrow is going to go out and he's going to do exactly what he did last season. He, they've gotten hot at the right time. They are a tough out. They are a tough team to beat, especially at this point in the season. TD says the Bengals win 27-24 to 24 at home. MJ says the Bills win 26-24 on the road. Translation, you have to watch this game. I want to thank today's special guests, MJ Acosta Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. for your picks and your predictions. Guys, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. We have one week to go. We'll see you two again next Friday, but listener, let's see you again on Monday when we break down what happened on Sunday. When we look at a brand new playoff picture, who clinched, who choked, who still has something to play for in week 18, we will take a preliminary look at the draft order and we will set up the matchups to watch in week 18. It's getting so good and it's only getting better from here. We'll see you Monday. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.